glory. Thank you, Father, for the wisdom of the ages, for humble hearts, people that are willing to grow in the glory of God, people that are willing to sacrifice their bowls of soup and as an outpouring of the pleasures of the flesh for the pleasures of the spirit, the complicated, many-sided diamond of the wisdom mind of Christ. It, it is very, very advanced. It's the Father's soul that's being unveiled from within us this season. So infants are having a hard time. Even the most mature Christians are struggling because they don't have the full blueprint of the perfect vision of the seven eyes of Revelation 5-6. The Lamb having seven eyes and seven horns, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. If you don't have seven eyes, you're not going to have crystal clear vision. And if you have crystal clear vision of the Father fully formed in you, then it's your job to purify other people's hearts that don't. And then when you sanctify them with every word out of your crystal clear heart, you're actually fusing people's hearts together as one. Father, I pray they may be one even as we are one. Where? In the hundredfold glory realm of divine love. With your hearts fused in the one blueprint of the kingdom of heaven. Right now, even amongst the elite, there's a hundred thousand different visions that everyone has. I deal with it every day. It's the stubbornness of man's charismatic mind of Jezebelic witchcraft. That we are right in our own eyes, right in our own interpretation. We're right, and the thing about it is, is yeah, you are right to a degree. But it is, there's degrees of righteousness, degrees of glory, degrees of seeing, degrees of experiencing and knowing the Father intimately in revelation and wisdom. There is a, a transformation, an internal resurrection, and a height in the Spirit, a full spiritual stature. And if you're not in full spiritual stature of the Father fully formed in you with all of His eyes and His horns, you're going to be blind, totally dead and blind in areas of your soul. And you'll have to follow leaders that have Christ fully formed in them for seasons. Listen, we grow for eternity. Adam and Eve are still growing in heaven now 6,000 years later. They're in heaven. They're still growing. They're still learning. They're still bearing more fruit out of intimacy. They learn from their mistakes and they're teachable and they can teach you and they can impart to you their mistakes. Amen. You're going to be learning from the spirit of Adam and the spirit of Eve out of the Garden of Eden. Totally. Because this is a restoration to that place. It's a restoration to the hundredfold glory realm of divine love of what Adam and Eve walked in with the Father in the coolness of the day. Intimacy far beyond your wildest imagination. And God deals with all of our idiosyncrasies along the way. And He doesn't get angry at you. There's grace for growing. Growing is messy. Revival is messier. Everyone's junk comes out. People get pulled between different worlds. The world of Satan in the flesh, of the seven principalities of Babylon the Great, and the world of the kingdom of heaven, of Zion, rising internally as chief of all the mountains in the last days. There's a total war between two kingdoms, and Jesus has already won. 
The issue is our minds getting renewed to being 100% in His kingdom with no mixture in the seven mountains that are melting like wax before the presence of the Lord of all the earth. Amen. So the problem is, is we don't have the full blueprint of the Father's design for this world at this time. I tell you the truth, the sons of God do. You will have to trust the sons of God. You will have to follow the sons of God. And you, there is grace for disobedience. There is grace for stubbornness. Because I deal with stubbornness. I deal with disobedience continuously. And I'm grieved every single day of ministry. And I have to get healed every day because of how disobedient God's people are. I mean, I'm not lying. I'm not exaggerating. Every day, I feel like I die inside because of disobedience. Every single day, I die daily. You have to as a priest because you deal with all the sins in people's souls, all the disobedience and the stubbornness and the idolatry and the immorality, let alone dealing with your own stuff on top of everyone else's. And there's grace for all of it. God the Father is mighty. God the Father's power is far superior than anything we've ever experienced. Far superior. No one can know His unending power. It's, in, it's invincible in battle. It is absolutely astonishing how powerful our Father in Heaven is. Our Father in our hearts is. Because we have the same Father and He's working powerfully in our hearts. How does He work powerfully in our hearts? By yielding our understanding to His. You have to trust and sacrifice every step of the way. God was giving up many prophetic words during worship about being torn between two worlds. Now, people don't understand the power of God, so they think, well, it's one way or no way. But oftentimes, it's all-consuming fire way. And it burns up both ways. So we limit ourselves to the measure of our faith, of what our Father can do. But the fire of God can burn up everything and sweeten your path, cover your feet with cream and butter, so it's not painful and hard. You can enjoy everything. It's not like all or nothing. That's not how God is. God says 30, 60, 100 fold. It's not all or nothing with Him. It's degrees of pleasure, degrees of divine love, degrees of wisdom, degrees of glory. There's no right and wrong. There's no good and evil in the kingdom of heaven. There's not. That's Satan's creation of religion. That's the law. We're not in the law anymore. We're in grace. And it's not a license to sin. It's the empowerment of the Spirit of grace to raise us up in our minds to be one on the throne of grace. You have to be one on the throne of grace to have the blueprint. And those that know His grace and those that know His throne and His power have unity of the brethren already. And that's why this is invincible energy in warfare against all disobedience that is being punished with gentleness. We're not punishing people with death. This isn't high magic. This isn't sorcery. This isn't David, King David's blacklist, his hit list, handing him to Solomon. This is Solomon 2.0. This is through the blood of the Lamb. The Lamb that was slain so that none should perish. God can wash the whole world clean. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the cosmos. The sins of the angels in the heavens is what he's referring to. Meaning that you don't even have to worry about people's crap. Just take care of your own 
and don't be a hypocrite with the plank in your eye, and you'll overflow and wash everyone around you. Yourself first. Amen. You have to receive the Father's grace in you in order to pour it out on others, to have a covering for others. If you don't receive it yourself, you don't have anything to give others. It'll just be religion. It'll just be flesh. It's actually the practice of witchcraft. Everything that flows from the Father's throne is grace and love. There's not one bad thing in Him. You can have dessert continuously, even while dealing with people that are a total mess. You don't have to be stained by their sin. Jude says, pulling them out of the fire by not e and not even getting stained by their sin. You can have white garments so they can't touch you. You can have such intimate revelation of the Father on the inside of you that nothing on the outside can touch you, defile you in any way. And most of us are not to that level because we haven't received the Father's love into our hearts strong enough. And we still, some of our salvation is still based on us and our soul. You cannot get far in the glory with having any salvation based on your soul's ability. The whole point of the soul is to come to the fire of God that you've developed in your spirit by intimacy and dying. This is the animal sacrifice. Bringing the soul to the fire in your heart is the daily sacrifice. I die daily by bringing my skull, skull hill, the altar of this world where he was crucified. It's a permanent altar. That altar was available in the past, present, and future. It was outside of time. The lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. If you believe that God sent his son to die, you could sacrifice your carnality to live in his spirituality. You could live in the glory all the time. At any point in the ages. The wisdom of the ages. Amen. It's all about having your heart restored to the Father because God the Father is a heart, a spirit. The heart refers to the spirit. God the Father is a spirit that has a soul <laughs> and His body is Jesus Christ. His body is you. <laughs> You're His body. Imagine a world that worshipped a God that was embodied inside human flesh. How would they treat that right now in modern Christianity? If they actually realize the glory of Christ in you. Oh, and stop wor worshiping a Jezebel Christ that's outside you. Could you imagine actual repentance from Jezebelic, Masonic, Satanic Christianity in the world today? Where people actually honored each other as being the temples of God Almighty because that's what the New Covenant is? that you could actually look at each other and see the Father and worship the Father with no flesh? Because it's the truth anyhow. <laughs> Do you think the Bride of Christ will restore all worship to the Lamb in her? That's what causes her to rise and take over the planet. That all worship that was stolen by Jezebel's false Jesus will be restored to the true Jesus that's been inside the bride's womb this entire time. That's why she has suffered so severely in the wilderness. Because she got into an old covenant deception of serving an external Jezebelic Jesus and gave that Jezebel all the money, gave Jezebel all the glory, gave Jezebel all the everything, all the honor, all the wisdom. 
We have been serving devils in Christianity for 2,000 years. In, dece in deception. It's true. And that ends when we realize where Christ is. Where the Father is. The Father is in Christ and Christ is in you. When Christ is fully formed in you, then the Father shines through you in transfiguration glory. And how do you get Christ fully formed in you? By hearing the word and saying, yes, that's true, and it's actually in the Bible, and that's what Paul was trying to form. He wasn't trying to form obedient people in the flesh, because that's the, those people were the ones that were beating him in every town he went, the Judaizers. He was trying to form a race of gods. A race of holy celestial beings that are fully one with the Father, operating in divine ability in the celestial realm, in the heavenly sphere, over the earth, taking our inheritance as the lords of the world, the kings and priests of the Melchizedek order. Amen. Serving God in spirit, in vertical, spiritual pillars of light, not in the flesh, in the spirit, through renewed minds and pouring out all of our Father into the natural dimension and taking back what Satan stole from us 6,000 years ago in the name of Jesus Christ. You're not going to take back anything from Satan if you're carnally minded, if you're serving an external Jesus. I watch the charismatic church, 99% in the world right now, serving a Jezebelic Jesus. Test these people. I worship the Father in your heart. Oh, the Father's not in my heart. Don't worship. I'm not worshiping you. Why is there a, div why is there a veil and a, div a division and a separation between you and the Father in your conscience? Because you're serving the devil still. Any separation is the presence of Satan. He's the one that separates you from God. You got separated by the serpent in the garden, the religious devil that says, I'm not worthy to receive perfect love. I'm not worthy to be loved this perfectly, to be glorified in the Father's love. I, I'm going to choose shame. I'm going to hide under my fig leaves I'm going to keep my conscience seared and hide my mind from God the Father in my own belly. It's false humility, it's wickedness, and it's blasphemy. It's blasphemy. It's the trampling of the blood underfoot. May we all repent and know the Father face to face in our hearts. That's why Jesus Christ died on the cross, to tear the veil so that we again, like Adam and Eve, could be the temples of the fullness of God the Father. Gods. The Father is only interested in perfecting people in His power. He wants to share His power with you. He wants to share His kingdom with you. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But so many are not willing because they say, I'm not worthy to be perfected in the Father's light. In the Father's glory, I'm not a God. I'm not a son. I'm not a king. I'm not a priest. I'm just a peasant. And I'll just serve Jezebel and let the fallen angels have my birthright as I serve demons in false humility, pretending to be Christian when I'm actually satanic. And that's exactly how it is. We need to repent. 
we need to get into what Jesus actually desires for us. You have to sacrifice your knowledge of good. You have to sacrifice your brain, your carnality, and just take His goodness. Take His love. Take His mercy. Take His nine spices right through your womb, right through your belly in your holy place and get enriched in the fire of His love and become more like the seraphim than the chimpanzees. Amen? Repenting of being homo sapiens sapien mammals and start living like angels of the celestial realm. Because that's who you really are. You have the angel I am inside your body right now. What lies to you in your mind saying you don't? To disagree with the word of God that Christ, the I am, came into your heart. What is separating your mind from knowing the great I am and all of his omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence through your own bodies? That 1 Corinthians 6.19 calls the temples of the Holy Spirit, God. Amen. Your bodies are the temples of God. It's true. Anyone that says that Jesus didn't come in the flesh is the Antichrist. Whose flesh did he come in? Yours! Yours! And the demon comes and says, God the Father's not in your flesh. God the Father's out there in space. Worship Satan. And it keeps you locked in the natural dimension because you're serving other gods. You've been bewitched. Galatians 3.1, having begun in the spirit, trying to finish in the brain. It is written. Oh, and the brain is so naturally prone to believing lies. You have to tell revelation to some people for 10 years straight to even crack their skull. You got to jump up on them and blow the spirit wind right in their face to crack their pride. That it's not about you, it's about the Father in you coming forth through you out of your own innermost being and cracking your personality to have a glorified personality that's not based on the external realm, but the internal divine realm of the promised land within you. Song of Songs says, I have found my promised land inside you. Where is the King? Where is God the Father? He is within you. And as you realize the Father in you, then His power surges and raises up your mind into the highest elevations of the Spirit, which are the hundredfold glory realm of divine love. That's our promised land. All of us completely built up by knowing the promised land in each other's hearts, knowing the Father in each other's hearts, worshiping the Lamb in each other's hearts in spirit and in truth because it is written and that's how you build each other up to be the gods and the kings of the angelic celestial realm over the earth. And those that reject this message will be locked in the natural dimension as it was in the days of Noah. They'll pretend to be holy because they reject their divinity but it's actually blasphemy and false humility. Their place is the lake of fire. In the name of Jesus Christ, we'll see you tomorrow.